Welcome to the Bar Variations Podcast. Go behind the bar with me, your host, Michelle Duvall, as I interview leaders in the bar industry. We'll talk about how bar impacts their lives, what's inspiring them today, and take the conversations that usually stay in the studio out into the community. Grab a seat because there's plenty of room at the bar. Are you a social bar butterfly or just getting started in bar fitness? Do you want to feel good and look good during your sweat session? If the answer is yes, you must visit fitforbar.com and shop their exclusive activewear and athleisure styles designed for your bar workout and beyond. From hats to bar socks and everything in between, each piece from this female-owned boutique has been bar-tested and approved from the best in the business. And with free domestic shipping, easy returns, and a buy-now-pay-later option, fitforbar.com provides an online shopping experience fit for a bar queen. So go ahead and treat yourself to some new apparel from fitforbar.com. You deserve it. Happy shopping. All right, Bar Variations podcast listeners, I've got a great exclusive deal for you. I know one thing for sure, and that's that we all have too many grippy socks in our closet, but we can't get enough. So (laughs) the Point Studio has offered you, the listeners, a discount on their amazing grippy socks. They're the next best thing from being barefoot. You get 15% off your order with the code BAR VARIATIONS. That's code BAR VARIATIONS, all one word, to receive 15% off your next purchase at pointstudio.com. listeners, welcome to season three of the Bar Variations podcast. Wow, three years. (laughs) And I'm sure this year will prove to be a much different year than last year. Maybe a little bit of the same, maybe a little different. But what I'm so excited about is to be able to show up another year for you. Lucky number three. Yay. Um, And it's the first episode of the year. So yay, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around for the longtime listeners and for new listeners, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. This podcast is a way for me to have conversations with people in our industry, share stories, share tips, share tools, and even share resources with all of you bar babes out there. And just to kind of gear up for the year to come, something that's been kind of on my mind recently is how can I be working on my business rather than being in my business, right? We are so passionate about what we do. I know that we want to help and serve and make people feel good. And oftentimes that's a very personal mission that we have. 
And sometimes when we're so inside of something, it's really hard to see what's maybe going on around or maybe what other opportunities are there for the taking. So this year, I decided that I'm going to stick to that mantra, work on the business, not necessarily inside, although I'm deeply personally connected and those connections and relationships I make in this business are not what I'm talking about. Those are gold. I believe that creating relationships, collaborating, and being together in community is number one. And in order for me to continue doing that, I really had to take a step back, which was forced last year, having a baby, having a pandemic, what, who cares, right? No big deal. Um, But taking a step back and looking at how I can make more space to be more creative and to make more of an impact with those who I'm serving. So I've hired a team. I've hired a marketing agency to help me get the message to you, to create other opportunities, to schnazz up what I have in order for it to be more user-friendly, more attractive for you as a user, as a member, as a collaborator, as a community member, and keep delivering the tools, the resources, the mentorship, and the support that I have been giving in the past, and now I can do that in more ways. So there's some new exciting things, not brand spanking new, kind of more of the same, but packaged with a more cohesive, streamlined look and approach. That way we can continue to grow stronger together, to raise the bar together, and come through this year with just more resilience, more passion, less burnout, and more excitement for the opportunities that present themselves, whether wanted or unwanted, right? Raise your hand if you're sitting, listening to this right now, thinking, I never thought I would teach online, ever. I never thought I'd do an on-demand video library. I never thought I would not be teaching maybe right now as much as I was. So with that, let's kind of open our minds to maybe the great possibilities that can happen or the great things that can come out of it. You know, each experience is a lesson and, you know, whether that's a lesson that "Mm, we don't want, right? There's some things that came up last year for me that I was like, oh, no, 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 that is a definite no for me. I don't want to do that again. (laughs) And there were a lot of yeses. And taking a look at the video library for myself was one of those great examples of okay, how can I work on this and not so much in it? So there are going to be new memberships coming up that allow you guys to connect and engage with the video library as you like through drop-ins, through all access passes, through mentorship, through workshops, all happening in your membership, a la carte or full on access. That will be up to you, but the options will be there. You know, Bar Variations is all about the variety, the variation, and the choose your own adventure. So even with my trainings, I want the teachers to walk out and the trainees to walk out being able to have a sense of their own style, their own voice, and to have the confidence to use that voice, to take the materials that I teach and to 
have the trainees put their own spin on it, right? I always say, I don't want any more bar bots of me running around. (laughs) I want to see you. I want to see you create more opportunities, more offerings, more impact and come together in this community and share with each other. This is why, you know, the Facebook group and Instagram comments are also so important. I want to make more space where I can connect there with you guys more. So I'm not just busy writing emails or trying to figure out what to post or planning new choreography, you know, every single night. I want it streamlined. I want strategy. I want tools. And that led me to partnering. This is all full circle. It's a big recap of the year and of what's to come. That led me to partner with um, my longtime friend and guest teacher of the video library, Shannon Warner for BU Accelerator. You know, being in this industry for a while, when I was a new teacher, there wasn't a lot of mentorship or support. And then throughout my career, I had to seek those things out and they made an enormous impact on how I run my business and what I put out in the world. And I wanted to give that back to you guys, which I sat down with Shannon. We were in complete alignment and we're like, yes, if I had this as a new teacher or as a teacher that was feeling burnt out, especially after last year, where do I begin? Where do I go now? Those questions are answered in BU Accelerator. It's a one-day event that you can attend live or get the replay. And the replay is not just a replay of the panel discussions. You're going to get movement classes. You're going to get three months worth of content to help you move the needle in your business throughout 2021. So if you have not signed up yet and you want more information, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. It's happening in a couple weeks, end of January. So I hope to see you there and let's keep on keeping on. Let's raise this bar. Let's lock arms. Let's keep moving through supporting each other and just being open to what's to come. All right, so coming up, I have an interview to share with you with my girl, Danielle Havens. She is an incredible source of knowledge. She's coming at the bar world with a nursing background, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear her story. She's a new mama, so we talk a little bit about our boys and how that impacts our teaching. And again, it's not always where you think you're going to end up. But man, what a ride and how great it is to be on it. So stay tuned and enjoy. Want a one-stop shop for all your bar needs? Over the past few years, Bar Where You Are has continued to evolve to offer something for every bar enthusiast out there. Through their ever-growing on-demand workout library, weekly live stream options, small in-person classes, and multiple instructor trainings and workshops, Bar Where You Are strives to deliver joy, accessibility, and a sense of community. Oh, and did I mention their super cute bar swag for all you bar babes? Head over to www.barwhereyouaresc.com to check out all they have going on and use promo code BV. B-W-Y-A for 10% off. If you're a certified hashtag bar addict like I am, then you can definitely appreciate a bar-inspired graphic tank top or sweatshirt. Good news for those of us who can't get enough, 
Bar Goods Co. has apparel designed for and inspired by Bar. And if you need that extra little bit of motivation to get yourself to class, you'll be happy to know they use only the softest fabrics available to help you express your love of the bar world. Check out their go-to line of screen-printed goodies, including workout tops, sweatshirts, and even infant onesies for bar addicts in training. Plus, they've recently introduced digital products, including creative resources for bar professionals and studio owners to take the guesswork out of what to post online so you can spend more time managing your business and less time worrying about what you're going to post on Instagram. And guess what? Listeners of the Bar Variations podcast can use the code VARIATIONS25 to take 25% off their first order. That's code VARIATIONS25 in all lowercase letters. Visit bargoods.com now to start shopping. Hi, welcome back listeners to the Bar Variations podcast. I'm here with Danielle Havens. Welcome, welcome, Danielle. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am excited and grateful to be here today. Oh, I am so excited for you to be here too. We've connected, I want to say years ago. It feels Mm -hmm. like forever. I do think it's been years that we connected on Instagram, which I feel like every podcast episode, I'm like, we met on Instagram. It's my jam. I love it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So if you could share with the listeners, you know, who you are, your background, what you do, or I won't say background because I'm going to dive into that a little bit more, but who -hmm. you are, what you do, and then also where you're podcasting from today. Yeah, so I am Danielle, and I am podcasting from Burlington, Vermont, where it is a whopping five degrees, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am a women's wellness coach. I am a registered nurse, and I am a bar and yoga instructor, and most importantly, I am a mom, too, <laughs> yes. and a wife, so I have lots of titles, but yeah, that's what I do. I love it. And I just have to say, like having nurse under the arsenal of things that you do, it's like you get, I don't know, I feel like you're so far ahead in the game if someone's choking in class or like (laughs) cut themselves. And now with your son, you're like, I can, I can do all of this. I did the baby classes and I'm like, oh God, I hope I remember I got conned into whatever, some Facebook ad selling me some like choking kit. I was like, this is ridiculous. I took CPR. What am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's, it is nice and reassuring. And I was a, a pediatric nurse too. So I have a lot of experience. However, I will say that from, I'm, so this was my first baby and I, in the first three months, I like could not figure out how to be nurse brain and mom brain at the same time. Uh, it was like they counteracted each other. Isn't it so <laughs> funny? It, and yeah. I, I, have, I have friends in the medical field and you're like, wait, but you're a doctor. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They're, you're also a human being. So it gives me like great respect and perspective on like, we're all trying to just figure it out. So before we dive into your nursing mm-hmm. journey, can you share with the listeners how you got your start in movement? Like, were you a lifelong mover or was it later in life for you? It was lifelong. <laughs> I, it's funny because my parents now watching my son, um, who is six months old right now, say that he reminds them a lot of me. I 
love have always moved been a mover and grooving and there's videos of me dancing to Elvis Presley's All Shook Up <laughs> when I was like two it was like my bedtime routine to just Love dance it. around the living room <laughs> oh my god how joyful that's so amazing <laughs> and so I I was enrolled in official dance classes when I was three <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it's so great that your parents recognize that and, you know, both of us being new moms and seeing that in our own kids, like just tonight we were filming my son dancing because every time we put on music, he dances and I've been teaching dance classes for years and he's now come to some of the dance classes with me and I'm like, yes, I'm teaching somebody. It makes me feel a little bit validated that like he's listening. (laughs) And then also just really excited that, you know, we get so far removed from our just natural intuition or joy for movement and dancing and that we forget that nobody taught us. We just absorbed it either from Mm -hmm. our parents, but honestly, I didn't really teach him to dance. Like I did not teach him how to walk and crawl. He had that inside of him. So if we could just keep trying to find that inner child or that inner joy of movement, it's just, I'm with you on the sense of like that lifelong mover. It was always a part of me and I feel lost without it. So I love Mm -hmm. hearing when people come to it later because I'm like, I know you must have been moving at some point. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. rediscovering yourself in a way. Um, Yeah, totally. And I can so relate with my son because I I just um, will never forget this one evening. And I am an early Christmas music listener. So we, I put on Mariah Carey's or I asked (laughs) Spotify to play Christmas. And that was the first one to come on, like Mariah Carey's song. And he, his face just lit up and I started dancing with him and my parents started dancing. He just had the biggest smile and like bopping up and down. And he just did that all on his own. And it was just beautiful. And I, I agree. It's something that's within us and our bodies just want to move. Well, and I feel that's like so, so quintessential for like bar classes. Like you hear the music and everyone just smiles, right? Like any class of music and it's like, oh, it like sets the mood. And I don't know. I don't know how to put my finger on it. I don't know where that comes from. I'm sure there are studies out there pinpointing like the right formula of pop music that makes people like bob their head. Mm-hmm. But it's so fascinating to me because it is so universal. It's why they – um you know, they call music the universal language. You know, you don't have yes. to, it doesn't have words, right? Your music doesn't have to have words. It's just the beat and it feels so good. And whatever that is, like, yeah, I'm all about it. If we can tap more into that, I'm here for it. And so as you were in dance class, you eventually went into nursing. That became your profession. Can you kind of walk us through that journey for yourself? Yes, I'd love to. Um It was interesting when you, when we were um, chatting about the podcast and I was reflecting on my story and I was really excited to tell it because I feel like I haven't, I haven't really like thought about it full circle. And I, right now I feel extremely thankful and fulfilled in the spot that I'm at. And it took a lot of steps to get here, but like looking back at my journey, I know that I was in the right place at all the right times. But when I was, um, so I enrolled in dance class when I was 
three and I danced all the way up through college and dance was just a passion of mine that I um, well, was my creative outlet and I did all of the competitions I did um, ballet and point and I did dance at both my public school on the dance team and in their dance company which is more of a modern based mm-hmm. company and then also in a private two different private studios and it was just like all the dance that I could get my hands on um, and for some reason when I went to college and graduated, I, I had it in my mind that it was like, okay, time to put on like my big girl pants and have a career. Mm-hmm. And I really, a um, real job. I love yeah. that one. It's time <laughs> yeah. to get a real job. Guess what folks? I don't yeah. have a real job. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, um, in college, I did do dance. I was, uh, I was on the dance team for four years. I was the captain for two. And that was so, so many fun memories there. Um, but however, after I graduated, I found myself without the dance. Mm. Um, and I was starting as a new graduate nurse in a critical care internship on a neurosurgery and neurology floor. Mm. And it was really, really um, intense for me. It was an inpatient floor and we had lots of acute patients to care for. And I was working 12 hour plus shifts. I was rotating day and night. Um, and it was just a complete ch- shift, a complete change from what I had been um, doing. So mm. I found myself really in what I thought was my dream job. And I was not happy. <laughs> I was getting tired. I was mm. getting burnt out. I was getting so stressed. I wasn't sleeping well. I was really anxious before every shift. Um, And I just felt like something was really missing. Um, And I remember feeling um, really scared because one day I had off and as a nurse, you have random days of the week off. So if you want to do something, sometimes you have to do it just all by yourself because there are most of your friends are working regular nine to five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember I was looking up classes online and I said, I'm going to do this bar class. I'm just going to go and see what it is. And it felt like really expensive and scary for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember being really nervous, looking around at everyone and what they were wearing. And I had no idea what to expect. And the music turned on and I just like, almost started crying I probably did cry and I was just like yes and my body just was like yes this is what you need like this you need to move your body (laughs) you need to be creative and so it helped me get through that really stressful time in my um, professional career and helped me um, deal with stress and anxiety and just find that love of movement again where there had been a little bit of a gap um, from that. Yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners can relate because we're not just all movement teachers. We're not just all bar instructors. We're usually Mm -hmm. bar instructors slash something else. And some of us are just bar instructors and I don't like saying just, but you know, we most often than not have, uh, multi hyphenated slashes after our job titles. And a lot of people that teach bar and fitness 
have other jobs that they go to. And Mm -hmm. where it stems out of that common theme is kind of that release. Like we all need some kind of outlet. So even though (laughs) I teach fitness full time, I also myself like need an outlet. And I always uh, like kind of joke, like I need to do something that I'm not going to make my job. (laughs) Right. And for me, yeah, for me, that's like reading because I'm moving all the time and the reading like stimulates my brain in a different way. It quiets my brain a bit, but it's like, I can't make reading my job. I could make reading my job. I could (laughs) become like a voiceover person, but I won't do that. But you know what I mean? So I, whether it is, you know, the person that is working the nine to five, they're teaching at night. Everybody needs an outlet and a stress release. And I, I think that's great mm-hmm. that you you found that. And you know, I know you were teaching or not teaching, you were um a nurse in a school. So how soon after you finding bar and your current job did you find yourself in the school system? Yeah. So I kind of had these these two parallel journeys. So I'll walk you through my nurse journey as it aligns with my movement journey, because mm-hmm. in my mind, they're really intertwined, but like, it's kind of hard to explain. So I started sure. off at this big um, university hospital inpatient nurse and um, with taking bar classes on the side. And that was really fulfilling for me. However, I, I knew it wasn't where I wanted to be long-term based on like what I uh, valued in my personal life and time. And um, so I was about a year in, I started to look for different opportunities. And I transferred within the hospital first to a different department that worked with um, pediatric patients. And I just fell in love with that patient population. And while I started working there, I did a little um, yoga, children's yoga teacher training. Mm. So I I discovered my pediatric nursing um, love and started teaching like kids classes. I had taught children's dance classes um, in my past. So those two things happened at the same time. I knew after about two years of doing that, um, that I wanted I still I wasn't quite where I wanted to be I wanted a more predictable schedule I wanted to have more of my weekends off with my husband Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to have time to allow myself to pursue this passion of mine of like teaching movement classes Mm -hmm. and this entire time like even after that first bar class at the studio the the owner came up to me a few months later and asked if I wanted to be in their teacher training and I the, the mind in me just kept getting in the way and saying, no, it wasn't the right time. I kept talking myself out of it. But I, something I love to say, Michelle, is <laughs> what resist, you resist will persist. Oh, 100%. I always say, <laughs> I'm never doing blah, blah, blah. And guess yeah. what I always end up doing? That exact thing. Or I'm never going to want to be near this person. And guess what? They end up being my best friend. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that little voice just kept knocking on my door. And so this whole time I'm like, okay, I want something with a more predictable schedule that allows for more family time and allows me to pursue this other passion of me that's like equally as important for my mental and physical well-being. Mm. And so I um, 
I got married in 2018 and on our our honeymoon I remember sitting on on, we went to a mini moon um, to Maine and I was sitting on the beach and I saw this advertisement come up on my email and it said school nurse job I looked at John and it was a temporary job it was like a long-term sub position so it wasn't permanent Mm. and I looked at him and I said oh this would be so fun I wish I could do that and he was like well, why can't you? And I was just shocked. I'm still like, (laughs) you can see I'm still like reliving that. I was like shocked. I was like, you're right. I could do this. I I could do it. And so, well, I ended up applying and getting this position and the long-term substitute position turned into um, a full two years at the school. And I loved being a school nurse and I am currently not a school nurse but I loved 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 being a school nurse and I loved the um, kids that I worked with and I loved the schedule and I loved the atmosphere and I loved teaching and I loved um, the schedule and while I was a school nurse I had found myself with all of this free time (laughs) because I was no longer exhausted from my hospital job Um, And that allowed me to um, enroll and complete a bar teacher training and start teaching bar classes um, at a studio and on my own. I, that next summer, I came up with this idea and um, it was called Bar at the Beach. And we didn't do it this summer because of the pandemic, but I hope to continue it next summer. And I teach bar classes on the lake that's near us, Lake Champlain. Magical. Well, what's so great of like telling and like reliving this story is that for our listeners, they're like, yeah, duh, of course you had this for, of course, you know, of course Mm -hmm. you did it. But it's when you're living it, we don't have those aha moments. And, you know, just speaking it out loud and having somebody reflect it back to you, it's like, oh, oh yeah, why not? Like, why not? Why can't I do this? And, and also, I, I would love to go back to that moment where you had your dream job and it didn't live up to the expectations or it wasn't what you thought or it just plainly like wasn't for you. Like so often we have these fantasies of yeah. either the job we want or the job that we think we want. And when we get there, it's not so glamorous. I mean, we have a lot of social media yep. influences in front of our face all the time. And, you know, I had a conversation with somebody not too long ago and they're like, wow, like you really like have it going on. You're doing so much stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And I hired a team. I'm in some, I'm in my pajamas right now. Like I cannot do it. It's, it's not for me. And I had to like recognize, you know, that point of like, I'm feeling burnt out in a way, or I, I know I'm getting to that breaking point. You know, how can I you know, make more space. And what you did for yourself was make more space. And when you have time to think, (laughs) you can do more. And often we think like, oh, I got to keep hustling. I got to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. But it really is in the moments of the space and the quiet that more abundance can kind of come in into your life. And, um, you know, now, you know, some, I kind of want to go back to you in the school for a moment you know, 
teaching dance, teaching the yoga to the kids, and then being in a situation where you're around, you know, young adults, you know, teens, little guys, Mm -hmm. what were some common themes you saw in your students in the school that you nursed at? Yeah, so... I, so it was in middle school, which is such a fun mm, time. They're so great. <laughs> middle school is my favorite. Like, give me a nine-year-old and I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> although that might be elementary. Yeah. I don't know. That's still young. Yeah. If they're like, yeah. So it was about like 10 to like 13. Oh, so yes. yeah, nine, 10. Um, but they, I don't know if I remember myself feeling like so knowledgeable but they just seemed so mature to me to most of them and some of them not but like the things that they would ask me about and the things that they would be curious about and the way that they can could connect to their emotions were just really astounding to me and um really allowed me to view the world in a different perspective because Mm -hmm. they're still just learning and learning about their bodies and um, filled with wonder and excitement. I participated in a, with a guidance counselor with, um, like a mindful workshop that we did on recess some days. And one day we did mindful eating Mm. and we just slowed down and like tasted these jelly beans and Mm. let them melt in our mouth. And afterwards we went around in a circle and described what the flavors were or what we were thinking or feeling in our bodies and it was just like so fun. I don't know. They they just did it without judgment and they did it with joy and allowed myself and this guidance counselor to sit down on the floor with them and do it. And so that was fun to come for them, um, for me to experience as a school nurse. Um, yeah, that, had, that age, sorry. it's like, no, you're good. I, it's like, right. I think you'd hit the nail on the head where it's like that, that wonder there's in mm-hmm. their excitement. So they're not quite grumpy teenagers. You know, they have, <laughs> they have the curiosity to keep discovering, to ask the questions and yeah, not have that self-judgment. And it's when we start kind of getting a little bit more aware of ourselves in the world mm-hmm. is that we start kind of clamming up or start feeling insecure. Um, so being able to experience that through them, I think this is why people have children. You know, I think that's one of the reasons it's to not relive their life through them, but to basically like re relearn the lessons and, you know, without judgment on yourself and be able to find more joy. And it's also why people teach, you know, Mm -hmm. even if you don't have children. So we all got into teaching movement because it's joyful because it feels good and because it helps people feel good and feel better and be stronger, more confident, you know, not often do we hear it's because I want to make everyone like a certain body shape. You know, we don't hear that really. Yeah. Even though if we're going to like get strong in the way where, yes, maybe you do want the, that flat abs, whatever, but it is about feeling good at the core of it. Right. And (laughs) so being able to experience that through children or through teens is, is, uh, I think is a gift. I think it's really special if you're able or if you want to, if you don't like kids, it would be painful. But <laughs> yeah. 
And on top of that, there were certainly lots of like band-aids, splintered, sweaty noses, and a lot of questions. And I really enjoyed like making different bulletin boards to educate them about certain things. And yeah, it was, I, it was great. <laughs> I love it. I wish you were my school nurse. I can remember being so bitter about my school nurse as a kid and be like, all she tells you to do is drink water. And then now as an adult, I'm like, no, that that pretty much will solve a lot of problems. <laughs> or the ice pack. The ice pack is huge. Yeah. How about, do you have some ice for that? Yes. Yes, please give me the ice. <laughs> I love it. So you froze in the water. I was always like, ah, oh, get a drink of water. But yes. then... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, this kind of brings me to my next question or point is that being an instructor or teacher or an adult in the lives of young ones, you can have such an impact. And, you know, having been in this position has allowed you to plant these seeds of either confidence or self-esteem for these school kids. And I'm kind of curious to hear if you have any stories or kind of share any tidbits that you've come across, like, I'm sure not everybody came into your office because they had something physically wrong, right? You oh. know. <laughs> so I would say, I don't know how much, uh, quite a few young men and women would come in with physical ailments that were the result of something that was in, on their mind or some mm-hmm. anxiety or stress. And there was a lot of mental health that we dealt with. Mm-hmm. And it was astounding to me when I first started how much um, that was impacting their day-to-day lives. So mm-hmm. one of the first things that I did as a school nurse was make a little mindfulness station in the front area. And I took, you know, those markers that you can write on glass yeah, so I wrote I wrote um, some words on the glass mirror in the bathroom in my office and a mirror in the entry that said, "You are loved," and "Are you are I am confident you are beautiful," um, sort of affirmations. And I put a coloring book out there so that when students came in and had to wait, they had something to do that was a little more mindful and didn't feel like they had to just stress out waiting to see me. So that was one of the first things I did. Mm. Um, And one of the the second most frequent things that I did was I really sat with students and taught them how to breathe Mm. and how to connect with their breath. And I did a whole um, bulletin board on how anxiety and how stress can feel and um, manifest different in different places in your body. So it can make your heart race and it can make your heart feel like it's pounding or it can make your feet and hands feel tingly or it can make you feel shaky or faint mm-hmm. and all these different physical symptoms and identifying maybe what, what was happening and, and, finding ways to really settle that and not just ignore the stress and the anxiety, but to really use some tools to breathe through and with it and acknowledge that it was happening and then find ways to cope and move through it. Because that is such a personal experience for me that I wish I I had found sooner. And I really wanted yeah. to help people with that. A hundred percent. I mean, we can translate whether you 
you know, obviously most people listening to this are instructors or teachers and the thing that we're, we're not necessarily trained to do is to listen to the mental and the human aspect of the people coming into our rooms. Like we, people walking into the studio, just like in your office are walking in with that day's stress, that month's stress, that year's stress, like all of the things can be laid upon (laughs) the bar, so to speak. And that's a lot to deal with. And what you just laid out there, I think is an amazing way of being able to quote unquote, leave things at the door or work through them or be able to have something to do that's mindful enough to maybe take their mind off of it or to calm themselves or even just cueing breath. Or I'm like having visions of somebody's studio with a mirror and then it has, I am blank and everybody writes their word. I mean, I think that would be mm-hmm. like, it's such that a, would be so awesome. I love that someone should do that. Someone listening, please do that for me. <laughs> but I, you know, I wish I like, I love hearing from people who work with young people because th- that impact is so real. I remember the teachers that really had an impact on me that allowed me to have a space that was felt mm-hmm. safe that I could express myself in and that you know I had they gave me guidance in the t- without forcing something on me of hey, you know, try this, maybe this will feel better and or whatever, or just allowing me to sit there. And um, I know as a movement teacher, I want to create that same type of space. Hey, do you want to come in a little early? We can sit and chat. You want to stay a little bit after? I'm here to chat. Whatever you're going through, let's just keep moving. And just bringing that energy. I don't always have to say it. It just, you know, it's I'm holding that space. And that's kind of what I learned from my yoga training. And I'm sure you learned as well is that that can go miles and miles. And I'm sure these kids one day will, you know, find you on the social media and be like, Hey, Danielle, (laughs) I want you to know (laughs) what you've done. And I'm sure that's already happened in, in the time that you were teaching there. Um, You know, so at this time, you know, you were at the school, you were, teaching bar, you know, can you share now with us kind of how that passion for teaching bar and yoga manifest in your current wellness coaching? Yeah. So I think that when you are, uh, when we were talking about my nursing and then thinking back, I think what I did was I just kept taking little tiny baby steps and Mm -hmm. things, doing things that felt really good. Mm So I, completed my bar teacher training and that was super exciting and felt really good and I started teaching on the side and that was super exciting and felt really good and I um when I found out that I we were pregnant last year I just had this extreme clarity throughout my entire pregnancy of I felt all of a sudden I knew exactly what I I prioritized I valued and why I prioritized and what I wanted to do. I don't know what it was, but it, it just seems the no day, but today meant. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. It was like, suddenly I didn't have time to put up with my excuses. And like, Mm. I was like this, it's going to be now or never. And I really want to make this work. And I 
these are my values and this is what I want to have more of. And that is like time, time with my family, time in general, um, flexibility, movement, and helping in people create a wellness in a proactive way versus a reactive way. Mm. And I had absolutely no idea last year at this time that this is where I'd be right now. So for those of you out there who are still feeling like you're not quite there yet, just know that so much can change in such a short amount of time. And it's okay if you're not there yet. And every step will help you along the way. So after um, I had my baby this past summer, I felt very grounded and felt like I wanted to be a mom and I've always wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be there with him. And I kept having women throughout my entire life, even when I was dancing competitively, like in high school, my friends would always come to me for advice and um, they would ask me questions or ask for input on things. And I was known as like the mama bear on the dance Mm -hmm. team. And I, looking back, it's clear to me that I have been a quote unquote coach for such a long time. And I just needed to fully step into that Mm -hmm. myself and allow that to be who I was. So. And one thing that has really helped me get to this spot is having a coach myself. And so when I was postpartum, I was, I found myself postpartum in the middle of a pandemic Mm -hmm. and I was like (laughs) trying to decide what I wanted to do. And I was trying to really listen to my heart and this woman my coach kept popping up on my my social media and I felt really drawn to work with her I ended up working with her I invested in her and I was super scared my husband was really supportive of me of me and I was craving that and I was craving movement and I knew that somehow they could be intertwined and I could combine all of my passions and make it them work for me and to help others Mm -hmm. and so this um woman, this coach helped me get clear on how I could combine all of my skills and passions and gifts into one off like offering slash Mm -hmm. complimentary services, I guess. Um, Yeah. And I'm going to pause you there for a moment because you've said quite a few very good nuggets in there and I want to make sure people (laughs) didn't glaze over, but you, you talked about taking just small steps. You know, often Mm -hmm. we think we need to always make the giant leap. Now you'll come to a point where you're, you know, you have a decision to make or you're being presented with something and you're like, oh, it's really scary. I don't know. I don't know. And that's when you need to turn to your people, right? Your own cheerleaders and supporters. And that's when the it feels like a big leap, but it's actually not really a big leap, right? <laughs> you, right. Know, uh-huh. you know, and not that to say that there aren't those major leaps in our life, but most likely we've been taking small steps where you were, you know, just happen to be browsing what jobs are out there, getting curious, doing some research, and then an opportunity presents itself. And then you take that school nursing job and then, you know, you're doing bar and yoga on the side and another opportunity presents itself for you to maybe teach more. So it it doesn't always 
happen overnight <laughs> and it doesn't it always certainly does not no and 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 you always knew like you always knew you wanted to be mom and that's something i knew i wanted as well and i knew that i wouldn't be able to pull the crazy crazy schedule that i was doing all along my fitness career and dance career mm-hmm. I, it was like this is impossible i know i can't do this so i need to start making moves in order to make space for this other thing because i want to do both so being able to take those incremental steps i think is key and that's something that always comes up on this podcast and even in my own training and coaching like you got to take the small steps because when that big step comes up, you know, you'll be more ready for it. And, um, and also you talked about having fun and doing things that you like. I mean, sometimes we forget, like it feels good to feel good. It's good Mm -hmm. to do fun things. And we get so serious in our business and making money and trying to support ourselves and like getting in that grind where it's like, well, why not do the things that are yeah. fun and they can also make you money? You know, you you figured out a way to blend your unique talents in such a holistic approach to wellness. And that's what's unique in your approach. You know, you, ha- you have the nursing, you have the yoga, you have the bar, and just your take and perspective on it is unique in itself. And so, you know, when you started diving into getting clear on your coaching, you know, vision and mission and purpose, what was kind of, what did you see was lacking in the general population or your target audience that you felt like you Mm -hmm. could help others with? So like, what was that like major pain point that you saw that you're like, I, I have the answers. (laughs) So I was, I am super passionate about evidence-based wellness. So Mm -hmm. using scientific evidence-based research that I learned in nursing school to back up what I'm teaching. So that's, Mm -hmm. that was super important to me. I also am a really big organizer and love to discuss organization, habits, goal setting, to-do lists, journaling. And so combining the evidence-based research and this organizational approach and thinking of things in a more simplistic everyday um, routines and rituals versus like this huge drastic overhaul that will only be short term, I felt like I could truly just combine what I've done for myself and gone through and overcome myself and kind of like teach that and help women with the same things that I've overcome and combining my scientific knowledge and background as um, the nurse and the movement instructor and the anatomy and Mm -hmm. just my random passion for organizing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, organizing and systems and, you know, nursing, biology, science, there's a system, there's a system. Mm -hmm. And this is why you can prove things in your theories and science. And there's a very organized way about science, right? Obviously, I'm not a scientist, so don't <laughs> let me explain any further. But, you know, there's a lot of organization there. There's a lot of building upon something else there. And I think it makes total sense that applying, you know, practical tools of self-organization 
I mean, to clear the mind, to be able to get to that next step, to take that next small step. Um, it helps it feel not yeah. so overwhelming. I agree with you. I think that's, that's what it's about, you know, managing, managing the hour to hour, minute to minute, day to day, <laughs> day yeah. instead of thinking, you know, I think we spent a whole year last year trying to think of, you know, is the t- juxtaposition of like thinking of, oh my God, this whole year <laughs> what <the heck laughs> happened to like, well, what did you do every day? Like, and I would always kind of say to myself, <laughs> yeah. like, what is different today that I cannot do that I was, you know, that I would be doing right now? And yes, obviously some things would come up and it was just more of my frustration of not having the, the freedom. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but honestly, like, what else am I going to do with a little bait? Like <laughs> it's, teaching. it's just different, you know, yeah. and a lot of change at once is overwhelming. That's the point yeah. to that. So if it's all changing all at the same time, it's like, Mah. but yeah. if, I think that's, I think it's great. I think what you're doing is great. It Thank sounds you. awesome. And, you know, um, your nursing knowledge, I think, is like really like a key for being. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always say like I wish I had like a psychologist degree as a teacher. Um, yeah. But do you think you know for the fitness community, relating it back to that, um, mm-hmm. is there like one thing that you think fitness instructors or the fitness community should know that like you you're like oh I'm surprised general population people don't know this (laughs) or even fitness instructors um so a few things come to mind when you when you say that um I first of all what going we talked about this once already but the CPR and first aid like I am very surprised that some people don't have that when they're Mm -hmm. teaching movement classes Mm -hmm. um and I think that's really important and it's something that should be brushed up on like every year, at least every mm-hmm. year. Um, and the other thing that I think is lacking in a, in some training programs is like anatomy mm-hmm. and knowing the body and how it moves um, safely. That and it may just because, be because I <laughs> work with women and I just had a baby, but mm-hmm. like the muscles of like the pelvic floor and engaging your diaphragm and breathing right. It's just, I feel like a lo- missing from a lot of classes. Yeah. I think so. coming from like the Pilates world, like pelvic floor was a very popular word all of a sudden. And, and I agree with you. I do think um, we can speak more upon that. I think what's funny is that usually I didn't know. I Not that I didn't know. I had never intensely felt my pelvic floor until having a baby Mm -hmm. and trying to rebuild it. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. oh, there it is. I was always engaging it. I just couldn't like it. So I feel like it's a hard place to feel, feel. Yeah. But but what you said about the diaphragm, I mean, I think we could talk. That's, (laughs) yeah, I, I, we talk about breath, breathing in and out, but just knowing the anatomy of where the diaphragm goes as you inhale and where it goes as you exhale, mm-hmm. it's like, well, there's your core connection. Yeah. You have to say, engage your abs. If you think about your diaphragm expanding in your rib cage and, you know, and dropping out and blah, 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 I, I do think that that is more of a missing component these days than pelvic floor. Because it, I think 
if you're squatting, you're lunging, it's being worked, it's happening. Um, mm-hmm. But the diaphragm, you can get stuck in that chest, like the ribs are popping out. But if you don't understand, like there's actually something that needs to move <laughs> out yeah. of the way for you to be able to feel that. And also, you know, again, coming from Pilates background, there's certain moves that if you're trying to breathe in, you can't necessarily mm-hmm. fully engage your abdominals in the deepest, mm-hmm. deepest way if you're breathing in. <laughs> yeah. Um, where that's different from yoga, where you're constantly expanding out. So, um, you know, kind of in your opinion, since we're talking diaphragm, like, I don't know, what would be like your biggest takeaway just from the breath holistically, like how that can uh, maybe change your workout, you know, from a, a client perspective, like how can the diaphragm and knowing the actions of that change the workout more so than maybe engaging your abs or even engaging another muscle in the body? So when I think of the diaphragm, I honestly, I have this vision in my head. I'm a very visual learner and I can see this picture from like my nursing textbook and I can see exactly where it is in the body and how it connects the upper and lower half and what happens when we expand and contract and breathe in and out. And something that really helps with the, when I teach is in person when I'm not in teaching virtually, but you can do it on your own body is actually putting your hands on your body and feeling your body and feeling where your muscles are working. Mm -hmm. And you can do this like even with other muscles too, like your glutes or your quads, but just like feeling your, your belly expand. And I'm doing it as I'm like, I know I'm doing it too. Actually, I'm like (laughs) palpitating the muscle. That is a thing. And the medical field is like actually touching the muscle and palpitating it. Yes, exactly. So (laughs) like feeling where your body, where in your body it is and feeling what happens when you move it, I think is really important for the mind muscle and the mind body connection and getting um, more clear on what exactly your body's up to and how you're feeling. And I think that you can reach a lot deeper levels of like, the shake point or fatigue or um, strengthening by connecting to your breath and breathing through it. Um, and that's something I did a half marathon once and just breathing through it is mm. literally the only thing that got me through. <laughs> Good girl. I'd be breathing my way, not yeah. running. I'm, like, mm, I'm going to breathe myself out of this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I will do that again. But it was it was a good experience and it's just it can just help you get deeper into every pose and it can help ground you down when your mind is fluttering up here and just wanting you to get out of that pose or out of that that um position and help you settle your your body and settle your muscles and connect them all together. <laughs> yeah, and integrating the action into your body and it, it you know, kind of circling back to what we were talking about in the very beginning of, you know, I, I'm not sure we recorded this, but we were talking about our little boys before mm-hmm. we started the podcast and, you know, saying like, I, I didn't teach my son how to walk. I didn't teach him how to crawl. I didn't teach him any of that. It was inside of him and we, we lose sight of that. And all of a sudden it's like, we don't even know 
if we're engaging properly unless somebody tells us. And mm-hmm. I, I, that is false. <laughs> so I, I believe palpitating yeah. your muscles and just making a muscle, contracting the muscle, do you need to know the proper word for that? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to know all of the anatomical terms to A, be a good teacher or to B, be a good quote unquote student. I think you can feel it. You can mm-hmm. touch it. You can say, mm, how, how do I make this strong? I mean, that's how all of fitness and all of that came about. Like looking at a moment and be like, oh, how do I make that one bigger? Well, maybe if I yeah. do these things, like that's where it all kind of came from. So being able to put that power back into our clients and have that ownership and agency, I think is super important because we're constantly being waited. like we're waiting to be told like, am I good enough? Am I smart enough to exercise? And quite frankly, no, but is it great to have more knowledge and to learn where it comes from? Absolutely. That's just more nuggets in the back pocket. So again, circling back to our little ones, like what are some lessons from your son? Are you learning that maybe you've lost sight of and you're seeing him just have those natural instincts? Like what are kind of some lessons that you've learned? So something that I've, (laughs) yeah, so far, so much. Something that I've, that was, I don't know, it just blew my mind when I, I thought this was he has brought me so much presence mm. and every time I look at him and how he's trying to grab a little tiny piece of string or a little <laughs> tiny ribbon, he is right here in this room and this is all that matters and all he knows. And I do my best to be right there with him. And I, it is a daily habit that I'm trying to get improve upon and strive for but is just to be in his world and to be where he is and in like it's just amazing to me and that has been awesome um the other thing is actually his breathing because Mm. when you watch them breathe they breathe through their diaphragm naturally and their bellies go up and down and Mm. it's pretty amazing Mm. um the other thing that I think has been really Um, fun to watch is how he takes pause and really investigates and looks at something new and just Mm. like doesn't apologize for it Mm -hmm. so just like takes it all in and feels it and touches it and licks it and like (laughs) plays with it and shakes it (laughs) that discovery right like the inherent like curiosity and discovery is astounding to me. And yeah. And I'll add on like determination. Um, my son mm-hmm. is learning how to walk. He's um, on the early side. I don't want to brag. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I didn't teach him any of this and it was not because I'm a fitness instructor. It's just freakish and it's scary. And quite frankly, I wish he was still sitting because I need to <laughs> breathe. But, you know, seeing him crawl over something or climb up something, you know, we, I set up a barricade on a in front of a staircase at my parents' house. And I watched him squeeze through the tiny little (laughs) crack that was there and climb over like a basket just to get up the stairs. I'm like, wow, like that. Yeah. You are so determined. I would never, I'm trying to like also like 
curb my fear of like, oh my God, don't fall, don't hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. And because again, going back to like teaching movement is that like, he's very pliable at this point and he's okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. okay. And I have to allow him to learn and discover that just like for my students, like how does that feel? Is it an owl? Like, is it an owl? Then talk to it. Like, you know, like, I don't need to tell you not to do something that hurts. Um, But just seeing that determination of trying to figure it out. So going Mm -hmm. to like back to teaching, like if there's something you need to modify and you figured out a way that maybe isn't the way that I said it, great. I want to see, I want to learn from you and be like, wow, Hmm, I never thought to do it that way, but great. Accomplishing the same things that we want to accomplish and achieve and that muscle engagement. Awesome. Like, yeah, I, I, I think to your body. Yeah. And and it's such an easy thing to say, but then being able to see it in action through a young person or a baby, it's just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what it, like you can see them figuring it out and the wheel spinning. Um, it's so great. I'm it like, <laughs> it, it, it's so great. And then we both have boys and then we're going to be like crying, like, oh my God, no, don't dive off that cliff. <laughs> Please don't free. I, we call my son free solo because he's such a climber. Oh my and gosh. Like, uh, okay. Like, I really don't want you to be a free solo. So I should probably yeah. stop saying it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> if he's brave. Um, well, this brings us to the last couple questions I'll ask you. The first one is the herd at the bar segment, where if there's something yeah. that you've heard, um, that is true or maybe false, and you'd like to speak upon that, um, share your herd at the bar with the listeners. I, the two, sorry, I knew this was coming, yeah. but I couldn't decide. But you I can think, do two. I'm, okay. The first one is that the that you have to be a dancer to do bar. Mm-hmm. And that is, is something that I hear often um, because I think I have a dance background. And so that is like, that I hear dancer and then I'm like, oh, wait. But um, I think it's so not true. And I think it is a place for everyone and anyone who wants to move their body and to the music that way. And I love to, and I know you as well, to include all types of people in my class and make it accessible to all. And I think that although it is really important for me to have music and like be kind of on the beat, it's, it's, fun to learn that too and it's Mm. not um supposed to be intimidating and that and a lot of instructors will count you through the beat of the music and um I think that that is a big false that I hear often say loud girl you do not have to be to the beat of the music yes be a part of just your yes you just have to be on your own beat just like my mom yeah (laughs) I'm with you on that I think that's a great one and we have not had that on the podcast and I know it's a controversial one of like being to the music and there's so many courses around like how to teach to music I teach it in my own course and also what I say is that use the music to support the teaching that you do. Whether mm-hmm. that's it's in the background, it's like set in the vibe, or if it's carrying each movement. But it doesn't have to be one or the other. And 
I think that is something that's intimidating to people because a lot of women, especially, maybe have had experience by taking a dance class as a small child or not, and then Mm -hmm. have felt like, oh, I'm uncoordinated because what, they can't rub their head, pat their belly, and like dance to the beat. I mean, that's like a, that's a party (laughs) trick. It's a party trick and it's not the main goal. It's there to feel good. So maybe, maybe it's just like a vibe. And my advice to teachers, if you're like, no, Michelle, you're the worst, don't look at that person. Don't just turn yeah, your head. <laughs> I think, Michelle, I think honestly teaching virtually has allowed people mm-hmm. to really step into that because they are on their own beats because we're all listening to music at different times. Well, because of, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we are, but they have to find their own beat. Yes. And I'll even say, I'm sure there are teachers out there that have taught without music because of the technology and it's not always smooth and it doesn't always come through or whatever, or, you know, everyone's syncing the playlist at the same time or you're on a delay and well, you know what? They're just not Mm -hmm. on the same beat as you. I think that's a great lesson taken away from this, that that's not the most important thing in class. The most important thing is the human connection and, you know, the space that we're holding for people to come and move their bodies um, full circle there affirmation while I'm, I'm putting it out there. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for the last segment, it's the what's in your bar. And now the last mm-hmm. season we had snack bar, we had coffee bar, we had juice bar, we had all kinds of bars. Um, what is in your bar, Danielle? I, in my bar is an oat milk latte. Mm. <laughs> I have a little coffee nook and it brings me so much joy. And <laughs> it is just like, I love to make lattes and they are not pretty at all. I'm not a barista, but they are tasty. And so I have actually just picked up um, peppermint oil. So I'm mm. going to make a peppermint mocha latte with oh. oat milk. I'm coming over. That sounds delightful. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. Uh, full confession, I was a barista and oh. I don't drink coffee. Go figure that one. So people be like, <laughs> oh, this is amazing. I'm like, is it? Because I don't know what it tastes like because it That's so funny. does not taste good to me. I've always wanted to be a barista. Maybe I'll do that next. <laughs> it's really fun. I, I had a good time doing it. It was in college and I was not able to make fancy designs. I think I could make like a squiggle and that was about it, but I made some mean foam and a cappuccino and it was, you know, you try to make it perfect and it was, yeah. I, and it does, it brings, there's something so attentive about it. There's a process and it's made with love and care. And I, I don't know, it's, it's better than just, I don't know, drip coffee and then you go. Uh, I think maybe that's the pleasure behind it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just silly. I, some of that stuff is, it was great. It was so <laughs> silly, <laughs> but yes, barista. Um, it's almost like being a, like a wine connoisseur. Like <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that tastes great. And they're like, does it? I'm like, oh, maybe. It's like how my coffee oh my. knowledge. I'm like, it smells fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it smells so yummy. I, I, I'll take the smell. I'll, and now I'm regretting I don't drink coffee because, you know, we're not sleeping these days. But mm-hmm. um, before I let you go, can you let the listeners know where they can find, follow you, and all of that good stuff? 
I would love to. I love to hang out on Instagram. <laughs> my yes. Instagram is at Danielle Havens Health. And my website is daniellehavens.com. And my Facebook page is also Danielle Havens Health. So you can find me at any of those spots. Amazing. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to write into this podcast, send an email to info at barvariations.com. You can follow us all over social media at Bar Variations, and you can also visit the website at www.barvariations.com, where you can find show notes, archived episodes, and more. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.